Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we're talking with Nick Cloutman, guitarist for the alt-rock band Lustra, about their appearance in the 2004 teen comedy Eurotrip. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Fiona says she's out shopping. At the time of its release, Eurotrip was primarily a vehicle for Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Michelle Trachtenberg, but the 2014 comedy has ended up having some surprising legs due to its absurdist nature. The jokes and situations in the film put it in the arena of films like Super Troopers with a strong ensemble cast. A good portion of the long-term popularity is due not only to cameos from the likes of Fred Armisen and Lucy Lawless, but also to the catchiness of a song in the film's earlier scenes. That song, Scotty Doesn't Know, was written for the film by the band Lustra. It's kind of taken on a life of its own, due in no small part to its hilarious premise. The lead singer of the band is singing a song about fooling around with Scotty's girlfriend Fiona and describing things in excruciating detail. It's kind of nasty and hilarious. The fact that Matt Damon's lip-syncing it all while pierced to high heaven is icing on the cake. We spoke with Lustra's guitarist Nick Cloutman about writing the song and Matt Damon singing for them. I can't believe he's so trusting While I'm right behind you thrusting Fiona's got him on the phone Yes, she's trying not to moan It's a three-way con, he knows nothing Yeah, no, no, my pleasure. So, um, how did Lustra come to be involved with Eurotrip? Were you contacted pretty early on? or? Um, we got the opportunity to write the song for the film. Um, uh, Chris's brother, uh, John Baird, had gone to school. Uh, actually, Chris's brother, John Baird, and who uh, was previously in the band, um, went to uh, Harvard with the writer-directors, um, as did uh, Jason Adams, our, our guitar player. Um, so when they're making the film, they, they offered us the opportunity to, to uh, take a stab. We were up against some other writers, and uh, pretty much right away they, they dug the, the track that we came out with, uh, but uh, had to do a couple uh, revisions of the lyrics until we got them uh, as obscene as possible, and then uh, <laughs> and, uh, sure went from there. What were some of the instructions that you were given, like, well, for the song? Well, any fan of the film sort of can see that, uh, you know, that we had to reference, you know, Fiona and, uh, you know, Scotty's whole uh, plight there of having the most awful uh, cheating girlfriend ever, you know. Uh, so we had to, it kind of detailed in short, uh, you know, his his story there. And the idea was that it was supposed to be sort of like a, a comic effect throughout the film where he just can't escape it, you know, as you see, like where he's either it's like the techno version or, you know, friends singing it to him or uh, so we really didn't have any idea that it was going to take on the life that it did, but um, it was fun to write. 
Now, what's it like having to, had you ever been, I guess, um, contracted to write a song before? Um, we'd done some other stuff, but just sort of like um, stabs, as you'd call them, for, you know, other TV stuff. When we first moved to L.A., we thought, oh, well, you know, like, we sort of just started out as, uh, you know, your average band does, just um, out to make some noise. And, and um, you know, in Boston, we were sort of... Uh, Became known for our after parties because we'd always, you know, throw uh, throw a party after our shows, so um, people would turn out at the very least for that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when we moved to LA, we you know saw the opportunity to get involved in some you know sort of smaller projects related to either TV or film, but um, nothing of of the scale of of Scotty doesn't know or, or Eurotrip for that matter. So. Um, it was new territory, I'd say, in general. When did you guys find out that you were going to be in the movie itself? Um, that was a pretty cool add-on, because they certainly didn't need to, you know, they, I think that the uh, the guys, you know, gave it some thought as they were casting, and they were thinking, well, who better to actually, you know, act out the, the backing band for Matt Damon than the band that actually wrote the music, because they would, you know, we there was just a natural fit there. Obviously, if we'd written it, we could, we could, you know, sort of rock out to it. I guess as they wanted us to. Um, so yeah, uh, after we'd written the song and you know everything was agreed to, and they and they were, you know, stoked about about the uh, the music. Um, we got the invitation, as I remember, to go over to Prague where it was filmed. Um, I think a lot of fans are surprised by that because they managed to scout such an American-looking um, home there where that party scene is, is staged. But um, actually, all the people that are in the crowd watching the band play are what we sort of refer to as Chextras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that was that was a treat. We got to go and run amok in, in Prague. And uh, since we were filming at night, we never really adjusted fully to the time difference at all. We were just kind of on L.A. time in Prague. Were you aware that somebody else was going to be your lead singer, or was... I, I've heard stories that that was kind of like a last-minute thing. Um, well, the thing is that they had uh, Matt Damon... In, Matt Damon went to school with those guys. It tends the connection there, because they were all, you know, the whole Harvard connection. Um, and he was actually, I believe, filming uh, The Brothers Grimm around that time, also in Prague. Um... Prague during that period was kind of one of the hot spots to go and film because it was, you know, so cheap for the film industries just to totally relocate uh, to Czech Republic uh, versus actually trying to film in the U.S. where it was a lot more expensive. Um, so since Matt was filming nearby, he, he graciously agreed to take a day and come and, uh, and, come and uh, play Donnie. So we were Donnie's band for that period. But uh, actually, another sort of interesting side sideline there is that the shirt that he's wearing was actually one of mine <laughs> which I never saw again he walked off sad and I was like <laughs> anyway Matt Damon stole my t-shirt that's, that's a really great story to have so once the film came out like it was really sort of that song has taken on like a very interesting life <laughs> yes it's ruined a lot of people's lives I think who were called Scott uh <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, we really weren't prepared for, uh, I mean, quite honestly, 
I learned that I have no aptitude for reading a script because I read that and I was like, I don't, I don't, like people are going to like this. <laughs> uh, but obviously the the film gained cult status and the song sort of unexpectedly like took off in its own right um and uh that was something i never could have foreseen uh so i mean we were getting this is in the days of myspace which is kind of funny this <laughs> like the even reference but um we were getting uh like so much contact from from fans there and i, I think everybody's blown away that we'd actually respond to them because most people think oh that's a band like if I reach out to them there's no way they're going to write me back um, so it was really kind of a fun experience to be able to connect with everybody and hear different people's stories um, one story that we uh, encountered was one that sticks with me today uh, this girl I forget I think some they, they were somewhere in the Midwest you know a bunch of friends went out for pizza or something and um, they were coming back and got T-boned by like a pickup truck or something and um, one of the girls is seriously injured she so the paramedics show up um and as this girl who was ultimately slipped into a coma uh as she was being wheeled into the um ambulance her phone started ringing and it had the scotty doesn't know ringtone <laughs> and so as she's being wheeled in and sort of deliriously going you know falling unconscious she starts singing along <laughs> So, you know, of course, we sent her a care package and stuff, but it was just kind of one of the more, like, you know, as you write, like, some song that you think is probably one of the more frivolous songs ever contributed to rock history, you know, I would have never expected to, to be part of somebody's life in that capacity, you know? That's a fascinating story. That's, that's like, very sort of sad and hilarious at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, thank God, ultimately she was all right, but, uh, you know, it's just like, how do you how do you infiltrate somebody's life in that way accidentally? Um, and there's, there's plenty more stories that I probably can't remember at this point, but, um, you know, a lot of them, you know, relate to that sort of, oh, yeah, and uh, I, like, screwed my friend's girlfriend. <laughs> <to this song. laughs> uh, you know, some we can be less proud of, but... What is uh, Lustra up to today? Uh, we are sort of uh, on hold for the moment. We've got some sort of sideline recordings that we're working on in Lester's capacity. Uh, Chris Nell is on the East Coast. Um, the rest of the band is still out here, so we're you know still working on on, uh, on some material. But um, I guess uh, when and how that comes out will be a surprise to everyone. Uh, for, is there any way uh, the, is Facebook the best way for people to keep track and find out like what the band's up to? Yeah, yeah, probably at this stage. Um, and we try and uh, reply to people as best we can, but uh, obviously we can't. We can't write back to everything. So wonderful. Well, hey, man, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Sniffing cigarettes in the dark again. I'm calling out your name, but I'll pretend someone's waiting. If you listen to just what I said, you might take the time to write it down and call on me. When you're 
Thanks to Nick Cloutman for talking with me. You can find links to purchase Eurotrip, its soundtrack, and Luster's albums in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod. You can subscribe to us via iTunes as well. Lustra is on Facebook at Lustra Music and on Twitter at Lustra the Band. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on iTunes. We'll be back next week with a new installment of From the Stereo to Your Screen, talking about the music video for Duel of the Fates from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Until then, thanks for listening. Holy cow! Oh, this isn't where I park my car.